Okay, welcome to another edition of Experience Mornings and the UN Sub Diversity Podcast, which I am recording simultaneously as I am recording Experience Mornings. It is February the 11th, and I am on a production kick at the moment. And it's been some time since I've updated my podcast. So I am back in 2020 with a newfound dedication to really dig in, um, really dig in and produce the podcast. And actually, I'm going to experiment with a a couple of different production techniques to see how this goes. So today I want to talk to you guys about a few things. on our agenda today, what I want to talk about is a very interesting t- uh, a series of topics. Um, the first, I want to talk about looking for ways to incorporate different work that you do, <clears throat> creative work. So, I, among you know, I am a, a user experience designer. I design websites. I design mobile applications. I do research on users. Anything around sort of the digital experience is in my wheelhouse, but I also am a writer. Um, I write a an art and culture blog called Architects and Heroes that really deals with more left of center art and music um, around Los Angeles. Um, we also produce music. So I, I, I'm a music producer and DJ myself, and I have relationships with other producers and DJs. And I'm finding that, especially as an independent consultant, that the work that I do in the digital space or creating software, creating, you know, the the platforms that my clients and their customers work with, um, working on those platforms, there's a lot of synergy in the work that I'm doing, the right brain work that I'm doing as a designer, and the work that I do, say, when I'm creating music, or what that workflow looks like, or when I'm producing a podcast, or when I'm making a video, right? Um, Uh, We're also gonna talk about the Oscars in 2020. Um, A lot of talk online right now about the lack of diversity in the nominations, although there was quite a bit of representation at the Oscars, um, with the people that were performing and the presenters and even a, a nice surprise at the end, um, it still did not quite meet the expectation of people who have really been pointing that out. So we're going to talk a little bit about Oscars still so white. Um, and then finally, we're going to wrap up talking about the Iowa caucus, the shadow app that caused so much dismay in that Iowa caucus and talk about how diversity overlaps in this case. So those are gonna be our three big topics. Um, Synergy and content around what you're creating or how you incorporate those things. Um, We're gonna talk about Oscars Still So White, and then finally we're gonna wrap up and talk about the Shadow Apps. So I am uh, a musician. I I make electronic music. I make, uh, well, I'm in bands and I play electronic music and I DJ and I'm really steeped in, in, in the music culture that's outside of the work that I do in user experience and, and diversity and, and the digital space in general. If you are on the video right now, I'm, I'm holding up um, a CD that I released 
Um, this actually came out in 2010, so yikes. But I, I go under the moniker of Zygote. Um, if you are on the podcast right now, you should actually be hearing um, some of my music playing in the background right now. So, um, <clears throat> but I tell you all this not just to, to promote my own music, although if you do go to Bandcamp, you can find the Zygote record for download. Also, the Summer of Flux, Architects and Heroes is the label. The um, If you listen to the podcast, there is an opening song, and that song is by my band, The Summer of Flux. Now, the reason I find that this is relevant is that I have found a way to take what I do creatively as a producer in the studio and integrate that into what I'm doing, um, essentially as an extension of, of my marketing myself as a, as a consultant. It's a really interesting concept and way to handle things. Obviously, I can incorporate the music that I produce into you know any audio that I'm producing for the podcast, which is which is fantastic. It's really um, it's 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 been really great to be able to do that. Um, but also from a very a practical place you know I'm set up here to produce a podcast um, and do a video right so the video I have two different channels that I'm recording for right now the architects and heroes um, podcast is something that I had started and I did a few episodes and it's been dormant for a little while but because now I'm on a schedule and I'm working on um, producing these, the, the, these videos and I'm working on producing the podcast I can now go back and say okay um, you know, once I get to a stopping point, everything's set up to record, boom, let's go right in and record the Architects and Heroes podcast. If you look at all the different things that you do in your life, um, so I, you know, write columns, right? So I've been writing, um, I have a new article that I actually put out on the Architects and Heroes website that is a recap of the Glenn O'Brien event that happened at the Hammer Museum um, back in January. And it really delves into, you know, um, everything. Thing. And, and that's a really, I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead and put that link as, there as well. So that all of these links are actually uh, going to be on stephenruiz.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-R-U-I-Z.com. So you can take a look at these. And start to look at the content that you're creating for different things and try to find ways that you can create, and I hate this word, this is the buzziest of buzzwords in the, uh, the pantheon of, of business speak, right? Synergy. You can find synergy between the activities that you have. And, you know, to put my, my business consultant hat on, that's exactly what you're looking for, right? So for me, to find a way to create a podcast while I'm also creating a video, to also cross-reference the things that I'm doing with my, you know, with the, with the Architects and Heroes site, which is also um, an outlet for records. We put out about 16 records over the years. So there's all types of ways that you can start to look at your activity um, and be more efficient with it. And I highly recommend that process as somebody who is out there in the trenches as an independent consultant, as an independent business owner. Um, I am a one-man shop for all of my work right now. So, all right, dun, dun, dun. We are gonna talk about Oscars, the Oscars 2020. Oh my, so much to unpack here. There are some portions of the Oscars that just wore me to tears. So I will go in and I will record the first 30 minutes or so before I start to watch it, which is a trend that I I got into this year as well. Um, Oscar Sunday, which was, was uh, last Sunday, um, and the Super Bowl, which was the Sunday before that, exactly the same thing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I when I hit when I hit a point where uh, the commentary on the game is too long or whatever, I'll, I'll record it in advance. But 
you know, representation in Hollywood has a cascading effect and, and, and some people in business and some people in other sectors outside of the entertainment business not, might not understand why it's so incredibly important. And But I'll tell you why. Because these stories that come out in the form of entertainment fundamentally change people's minds, it changes their perspectives, and it forces them to think differently about people in their environment. And um, understanding other people makes you more empathetic to them. And being more empathetic to other people is what really slows down this vitriol that seems to be so in the zeitgeist right now. When the Oscar ceremony opened, I, wow, I was really impressed with uh, the performance by Janelle Monet. She is absolutely and utterly fantastic. It felt a little heavy handed and I will give, I will give them credit for very consciously putting that programming in, even though it was awkward. It was very awkward. The Steve Martin, Chris Rock uh, dialogue um, right after that performance was one of the most awkward things that I think I'd seen in a long time. It almost felt like an uh, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm had it not been for the fact that everybody was in on the joke. I think that the people that are in power at the Academy are genuinely trying to do the right thing. And the nominations that that, that came through, um, you know, obviously um, with Parasite winning, Best Picture, and you know having um, Bong Joon Ho win, you know for Best Director. The the fact that a foreign language um, film won for Best Picture, I think, is absolutely amazing. You know, when when we look at um, Jojo Rabbit, you know that's another one. Taika Waititi won Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. I think that's amazing. I think that, and I, and I mentioned Taika Waititi because he's, uh, he's half Maori, right? M-A-O-R-I. Uh, the Maori are, um, you know, indigenous um, New Zealanders. And, and, I, and, I, and I heard it stated that he was the first Maori um, person to have ever won um, any type of award from the Academy. So yes, I think it's a very big deal, a very, very big deal. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what, and, and I, will, I will say this, it was not a hashtag Oscars so white ceremony overall. I, I, I will, that's just my opinion, I, one man's opinion. I'm sure there are people that think differently and I would love to hear from people that think differently. But here's what I will say. I think the the Academy uh, of Motion Picture um, Arts and Sciences is like most organizations, and in so much that they know that there is a diversity problem. Forth, and I listened to a show uh, here on KPCC in Los Angeles called The Frame, where there was a really great dialogue about this, and, and there continues to be smart uh, a smart conversations around this, but it went something like this, you know, is it even relevant anymore? Are, are the Oscars even relevant anymore? I, I would argue to say yes. I mean, I think there's certain institutions that um, hold a bar for quality in certain types of industries, and I think it's good to have um, a, a true north to decide what is um, worthy of spending time, especially in a, in a, in a digital age of 
um, <clears throat> where we have so many different content choices that, you know, it, we're, we're hard pressed to even, you know, uh, take enough time to watch things that we need to watch, much, much less want to watch. But, okay, so so this is something very cool and it's something a little off script, but I, it's something I think it's really important that we talk about. So um, in Los Angeles, Mayor Eric Garcetti um, has started something um, to help double the Latino representation in Hollywood uh, called LA Collab, which I just think is, is amazing. And, and he's, he's brought in, um, gosh, let's see, uh, Interatu is involved, uh, uh, Alejandro Interatu is involved, Eva Longoria is involved, Eli Roth is involved, Felix Sanchez, JJ Abrams. I mean, there's a pretty impressive list. Um, it is pretty, it is pretty impressive and, um, I think we're going to hear more about this. In fact, I, I think I think being as close as I am, I, I want to reach out to them and talk to them a little bit and see if we can actually get them on the podcast and and possibly even in the video stream. So you know, stay tuned for all that. Okay. Um, so our last topic, our last topic today is going to be about the Iowa caucus, um, the shadow app, and the. Uh, Appalling lack of diversity in the design process, which is something that I circle back to over and over and over again because it's that important. So I, <laughs> first of all, I think it's it's astonishing. Um, literally, from this is the headline from Fortune magazine: Shadow Inc. How a company with 120 Facebook likes ended up at the center of the Iowa caucus firestorm. Really, really ridiculous. Uh, Developed in the shadow is, is, was kind of incubated by a company called um, Acronym, which is um, essentially, they're contracted by the DNC to create digital infrastructure for I think that's the long and the short of it. But there were so many missteps in this. And as somebody who deals with product day in and day out and has done so for as many years as I have, it is astonishing to me that there weren't more people at the center of this really making sure it could get done. Because this is so high profile and such a big deal. I can't get into political speculation, but I can tell you this. Um, I'm just so ready for the election to be over. Too many, too many damn Democrats on that stage to be a headache. I'm like, I'm ready to just pick one and let's fast forward to November because I, this is the last place I want to be candidates that are left. And now that we had a very good start, right? Um, I think we had a very good start in the, on the Democratic side where you had Kamala Harris, um, you had Cory Booker, um, you had Andrew Yang, you know, uh, Andrew Yang, who was, I think, the last person of color in the slate of candidates that are available to the Democrats this year. Um, and the shadow app, I think, is just an extension of that same process. And I hate to say that um, the shadow app, I think, obviously has had some serious flaws. And, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know the particulars of what happened. And you gotta feel for some guys that are in a startup that get an opportunity like this. And if you know anything about building products, if you know anything about building digital products, then you know this is a challenging work. This is very challenging work. Um, things go wrong constantly. And you have to find a way to get your product to a place to ship it. Um, and 
I, I don't know. I really feel for the Shadow Wing guys. I'll be honest. I really because having an opportunity like that to to be on the one of the world's biggest stages as a technology platform and to completely have it go upside down like that is very disheartening. I can't even imagine what that was like. Whoever organizationally put them in a place to to be there and to do that work either should have vetted them or understood what the process looked like. When we're talking about product design, from my perspective again, the minute that you stop looking at the larger group of people that will be using your product, and there's, you know, product development to me has got concentric circles, right? And, and what I mean by that, and I'm in this process right now, all this to say, you know, in the product development process, we have to take a step back and say, who are the people that are gonna be using the products? And for me, the immediate group that needs to see the products are the people that I'm building the products for. So I'm gonna leave you with this. Um, 2020, I am making a very conscious decision to be very proactive. I am looking for people that are interested in working in the diversity and inclusion space. When you think about who is in that environment, think about everybody. Think about people of color. Think about people that are differently able, right? There's so many different little minor things that can be done to, to, to help foster um, a more compassionate environment and to really move the needle in the direction, not just of civility, but true integrated connectedness with people around us. So I'll leave it at that. We look forward to having you check out the next episode of the UX of Diversity podcast. Um, and we look forward to you checking out another edition of Experience Mornings. Thanks a lot.